Hello, I'm Father Dan Serratori from the St. Benedict's Catholic Community in Burwood, Melbourne, and welcome to our podcast. We hope you're blessed by this homily recorded at our Sunday Mass. May it enrich you and may it inspire you to embrace more fully the love, the life, and the mission of Jesus. Enjoy. Some years ago, I had an, an experience, you could call it, or a, a shift in my faith, um, which was a pretty hugely significant thing for me. Um, I, would, I would refer to this moment as my conversion, even though I was practicing my faith before, but it was, it was such a significant shift. And what exactly happened was another story for another day. But I wanted to talk this morning a little bit about what happened afterwards, the changes that came about in my life, because I, I started living in, in very different ways in, in certain aspects of my life. Now, I was... I was at university at the time, I was studying, and because of this shift, I started taking my studies much more seriously, studying much better. Now, it wasn't that I was suddenly much more excited about chemistry. Um, it was more that I, I now saw the fact that I was studying as kind of God's given me this opportunity, put me in this situation. So I would respect that by actually giving myself to my studies with, with all that I could. In other ways, I tried to use my time better. Previously, my kind of default evening activity would be just to sit on the couch and watch whatever happens to be on TV, which is not a very productive thing to do. And from then on, I, I would either read or study or just do something better, something more constructive with my time. I also used to, I started um, putting time for prayer in my day. I started going out to, to different youth groups or events or things where I could learn more about God. And another thing was I, I even approached how I would hang out with my mates in a new way because of this shift that had taken place. I realized that I, I don't need to drink or get drunk to be able to have a good time with my mates. I can just go out and enjoy their company anyway. There was lots of different things that were going on and some of it was cutting out things that I was doing before. Some of it was doing new things that I hadn't been doing before. And some of it was doing the same things, but with a new attitude or in a, renew, in a renewed way. But I would summarize all those changes about saying, by saying that I, I was living more deliberately. This, this experience I'd had, this shift in my faith, had, had given kind of a purpose and a meaning to my life that was now, it allowed all these actions to be, to be ordered towards that, that purpose that I'd found for my life. And this is very much what Lent is about, I think. We do, we do a bit of cutting out practices that we might do. Um, we, we add in a few new practices, perhaps other things we might continue doing, but we try and do it with a renewed mindset or in a different way. But essentially, at the heart of it all, it's about reorienting ourselves towards a new purpose, about living more deliberately. Now, while for me, at that time of life, when there was a lot of grace on offer, um, that kind of just came about spontaneously. But really, we can make a decision at any time to, to kind of reorder our lives, change the way that we go about things. And this is really the challenge that the church offers us every year at Lent. We're given this chance to, not only individually, but as a church, to, to reorder our lives, to perhaps bring a bit more order to the chaos and the busyness uh, and to reassess 
what the purpose is that all of our activity is, is leading towards. As well, I would say that, that right now in the world seems like a good time for this kind of reordering, reassessing, because we're perhaps emerging out of the pandemic now, we would hope. Um, life's been pretty interrupted for two years. You know, a lot of things that we have been able to do, we haven't been able to do for the last few years. But now I, I keep hearing about people that are back in the office again, that haven't been for a long while, people traveling overseas again after a long time, perhaps seeing family members that they haven't seen for ages. Um, I know that university students are back on campuses again, and that's a very new thing for some of them. So it's a good time as we, as we pick up things, perhaps go back to normal in a certain way, that we can reassess these, these many things that make up the busyness of our lives and ask kind of what purpose are they being directed towards? How are they serving us? And are we living deliberately? So here's the plan I want to lay out for you. Today, I want to set a bit of a context of what Lent means for us and how we can approach this Lent. And then over the next few weeks, the next four weeks, the Sundays of Lent, Father Dan and I are going to crack open what this means a bit more practically, um, particularly looking at prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, those three um, practices that we're invited to take up at this time of Lent, and how we can engage with this so that it helps us live a bit more deliberately, helps us find this order and purpose in our lives. Does that sound all right? Sound like a good plan? Yeah? A lot of nods. Cool. Let's go. Father Dan's excited. <laughs> so, let's begin by coming back to today's gospel. We have Jesus heads out into the desert. He fasts and prays for 40 days, and he's tempted by the devil while he's there. And we see three particular temptations in the reading that we're given today. But the first thing I want to notice, in the very first words of the reading, it's, it's very clear. It says, filled with the Holy Spirit, Jesus left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit through the wilderness. Jesus goes into the desert, into this time of temptation, with the Holy Spirit leading him. We can come to Lent and think of it as a kind of a time of punishment where God's kind of put us in the naughty corner and we need to sort ourselves out and he turns his back on us and at Easter he's going to return and then bless us. But no, Lent is a time where God is working in us and working on us. Just as the Holy Spirit was behind Jesus' going out into the desert, the Spirit is leading us in this time of Lent. He wants to help us to bring about this renewal, bring about this new freedom that we're finding in this time. So that's the first thing. Next, I want to look at these three temptations that Jesus faces. Firstly, he's tempted to turn the stone into a loaf of bread because he's really hungry. Um, that would just feed his hunger. Second, he's tempted to take on ruling all the kingdoms of the world. If he just worships Satan, he can have all this power, this authority over all the world. And third, he's tempted to make God save him by throwing himself into danger, and then God will have to save his life. Now, each of these temptations contain a good thing, something that, that God has given us um, that is, is to bless us, it's for our good. So food, I love food, I hope you do too, but power and authority, 
as well is a good thing. It brings order to the world. And as well, security and safety. That, you know, if, if somebody falling to their death was, were to be saved, that's a good thing. But the temptation that Satan throws up is that these things would be taken as an end in themselves and removed from that proper order that they're supposed to have. Because as, as with all things that we encounter in the world, all created things, they're given to us by God to bless us, to reveal his goodness to us, to draw us into a relationship with him. But they can do that or they can become a temptation if they're removed from that proper order of being related to God. So he's tempted to take on this authority of ruling the nations simply as an end in itself, just for the glory of ruling those nations. He's tempted to get God to save him just as if to toy with God. To say, I'll throw myself down and you'll have to save me. And as well, he's tempted to turn the stone into bread just so he can fill his stomach, as if that's the, the greatest hunger that we really want to fill. And we see through Jesus' response that he understands the purpose of his life and he understands the purpose that these things are supposed to serve. He knows that everything is to be ordered to relationship with God because Jesus' whole life comes out of his relationship with the Father. This scene comes just after his baptism when the Father has spoken from heaven and said, you are my beloved son. And so Jesus, all of Jesus' being comes out of that fact. And everything he does is about what God is calling him to do. So he's only able to enjoy these things such as they serve his relationship with God. And it's exactly the same with us. God has made us for a purpose, to know him and to love him, to be in relationship with him. And everything he gives us in life can either serve that purpose or it can become an obstacle to it. Our money we can use to serve God, to love him and to know him better, or it can become a distraction and an obstacle to our relationship with God. Food Beautiful, delicious food can be a sign of God's goodness to us and can draw us deeper in a relationship with him, or it can be an obstacle to knowing and loving God. The way we use our time can help us draw closer to God, or it can push us away from him. Our security can draw us closer to know God's care for us, or it can make us complacent and get distracted from our relationship with God. And the basic attitude of being a disciple, of following the Lord, is being able to accept things that draw us closer to God, that serve this purpose, and to let go of things that don't serve this purpose. Now, this becomes really difficult when the things that aren't serving this purpose are actually really enjoyable, and we like having them in our life. <laughs> so we don't want to get rid of them. And often enough, the things that, are, that serve our relationship with God are a little bit difficult and not the most attractive things. So we don't exactly want to take them up immediately. But this is the attitude God wants us to grow in. And Lent then is a time for us to reassess these, these many things that we encounter in our lives, the many different aspects of what we do, and reassess what purpose are they serving? Are they drawing us 
closer to God or are they an obstacle to our relationship with God? And it's a time where we can simplify, bring a little order to our chaos and live a bit more deliberately towards this purpose. But Lent is a little bit more than this because it's not just our work alone. It's not just about assessing and restructuring and thinking about our priorities, but we need to remember that the Spirit led Jesus into the desert and was there with him in this work. We might be tempted that if if I can just get the right structures in my life, just get everything in order, then it'll all be okay. If If I just had a day or two to just get my priorities right, and get things right, then, then life would be dandy and go okay. But no, we need, we need God. And if we, we think about kind of what, what it looks like to structure our life, it's less that we're trying to just sort of build up a house so that it's strong and it won't fall, but a better image is really that we're trying to build a windmill that's designed so as to receive the power that is flowing by And so when we're trying to restructure our lives, reorder them, it's actually about receiving the life of God, making room for the power of God to move in us, making room for God to step in and share that life that he wants to share with us. So this is the real reason why we want to simplify, why we want to reassess and reorder when we come to Lent. It's to make more room for God. So let's open up today and over these 40 days as we journey as a church together to make some more room to to let God's energy in to animate everything it is that we're doing. Let's open up to let God's wisdom come in and guide and speak into all of the many decisions that we make. Let's open up to God's love that that would be the foundation of everything that we are. You can find reflection questions for this homily at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash homily. Thanks for joining us today and have a great week.